As if by magic. We're back. We're back. Holy moly. How do we do it? It's a, a wizard. It's a wizard Ma- trick. Yeah. Magician never reveals the secrets. Harry wouldn't be able to tell you. No. But anyone else could. God, Harry, what a... What a anyway. So, let's take a deep dive into the plot. Now... You all know. This is the this is the first movie I can confidently say you all know how Harry Potter goes. You'd bloody better. You'd bloody better. Or we're going to send Harry over. Not that he'll do anything, but he'll stand there. He'll beat you. You all know. So we're just going to take a little a couple elements and just talk about them. Yeah. Cuz we, we got th- we got some things to say. We'll cruise through in chronological order, so it's not going to be too confusing. We're not going to just be like, so how about the ending? Am I right? Oh my god. Let's talk about No. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll slide we'll slide on through. I mean, everything starts off with you know a little nighttime scene at a freaking private drive. That happens. I, honestly, it it sets up a little bit and it sets up to the title card. I feel like I reckon they could have skipped it. I reckon it would have been really interesting to start the movie with Harry as just being a complete loser, like under the under the stairs, yeah. only to find out later that he's actually a wizard. I think that could be kind of cool. But I agree. I I think honestly, plot wise. That first five minutes, also time-wise, I think that first five minutes could probably be cut out, and I think it would make the movie pretty interesting. I agree fundamentally, but then again, it is also very magical. That is true. It is a yeah. very good introduction. Um, Hagrid coming down on the bike, Professor McGonagall turning out from a cat to a to a person. Yeah. Dumbledore would freaking sucking up the lights. That's that's yeah. That's what it sounds like. God damn. How do you, how's he do it? Thousand Voices is back again. You thought you'd think after da, da, a couple da, 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 da. of weeks. <laughs> you'd think, you, oh, I, I see. I see. I get it. A thousand miles, a thousand voices. And I voice you. And I suck the lights. Anyway. Moves from that to Harry in the house. Yeah. Being bullied by everyone. Yeah. Dursley, Dudley. Dudley, Dursley. Uh, running up and down the stairs, like kicking up dust, and honestly, considering construction habits from the '90s, maybe you know, as late as the '90s, could be asbestos. Could be asbestos. Harry might die of asbestos poisoning uh, in later books. Um, not that I ever would condone J.K. Rowling to put pen to paper ever again. Uh, but yeah, I... did you see the cursed child? Um, the cursed child was actually uh, about Harry being cursed and. Dying of asbestos <laughs> for two hours on stage. Yeah, he was cursed, but coincidentally also died of asbestos. Yeah. It was it was two separate issues. It was quite it was it was heart wrenching to be honest. <laughs> it's probably really confusing as well. Yeah, like oh man, he's been cursed by Voldemort. Oh no, that's actually no, that's uh, asbestos. He's ooh. in a bed. It's just him in a bed on stage for hours, coughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh poor Harry. Well, I mean, look, that's what he gets for living in a cupboard under the stairs. That was his fault. Um. Dursley's, we've already spoken about the characters. Pretty, pretty wizard. Wizard. Pretty cool, right? Absolutely wizard. Wizard. But not in the wizard sense. In the wizard sense. Wizard. In the mad, mad old wizard sense. God, they're so cool. Love them all. Awful people, though. Awful Awful people. people. Horrendous people. So they decide, you know, they go to the, they go to the freaking zoo. That, that all happens. Um, there's not really too much, uh... Really, not too much to fault. I feel about that entire first no. sequence with the Dursleys. Talks to a snake. Good, good setup with the snake. Yeah, because it calls back later in the other movies. Yes, I agree. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, the snake sort of just like nodding and, and shaking his head, and then he says thanks, and then slides off. Yeah. 
That's a big snake as well. It's a big snake. Big old snake. That's scary. It is It is cute as well that you see Harry talking to it and he sympathizes with it because they were both, quote-unquote, bred in captivity. Yeah. Um, a little different, I think. Yeah, slightly, slightly different scenarios. At least Harry, you know, had some... Well, actually, probably didn't have that I'd say the snake level. is in a better position. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to say that. He had a sweet, sweet pool and everything. Yeah, he was, it was rad. Yeah. But I guess he's escaping into the cold London and will probably shrivel up and die in a park somewhere. Yeah, or get hit by a car. Honestly, the, the possibilities truly are endless. Yeah. Um, unlike that snake who will definitely meet a very, very... Grizzly s- end. Yeah, swift end. Yeah. yeah. Especially a snake that big. Yeah, goddamn. Any case, we move on from that. It's locked under the cupboard. The the letters, you know the letter scenes. It yeah. happens. The one thing I have got to bring up about the letter scenes is that there's the there's the shot of all the owls over Privet Drive. Yeah. And I just have to say, it would be covered with owl shit. Yeah. Just got drenched. And obviously, since the kids film, they didn't do that. Mm. But you can, in your mind's eye, picture it now. The owls land, Privet Drive, all white. They all it's like Christmas. It's like it's like Christmas in whatever month it is. Probably like June, July? Because I think because they would have gotten the letters probably like maybe let's say like a month before they actually get shipped off to Hogwarts. Which yeah. in the like Northern Hemisphere calendar would be like August start, probably. Suppose. Yeah. So I think I think it'd be middle of right, smack Christmas bang middle July, of summer. But with owl shit. Yeah. God, uh, foul. Every, every every single owl comes down, takes one poop. Immediately. It's it's still covered. Yeah. Their poops will block out the sun. That was the original plot of 300, actually. Yeah. They were going to fire owls at the enemies. Again, we digress. So, Hagrid shows up after a little bit as well. They they run away from the letters after the, Harry has that little, like, Matilda scene of him, like, just dancing around yeah. in the But instead of grabbing of a letter from the floor, he decides to try and grab one that's flying down. Yeah. Not the smartest, and probably had he actually opened the letter from the ground, he probably would have actually been able to he read it. He probably would have made it. Yeah, but alas, no. They go to a lighthouse. Hagrid bursts in. Yeah. Tells Harry he's a wizard. They talk about Harry's parents in a scene of exposition. Mm. Uh, it's home to one of the greatest scenes of cinema where Hagrid grabs the shotgun and says, dry up Dursley, you old prune, and then bends it upwards. And for some reason, uh, Vernon still fires the <laughs> shotgun into the roof. I don't think he's that's not how, getting his deposit back. I don't think that's how bullets work either. I, like, I mean, that was a, almost a straight ninety degree angle that he'd bent the gun at, and the bullet still managed just to yeah, wedge yeah, yeah, through yeah, that yeah, and yeah, fire but, upwards. But, but. magic. Ah, oh, I see. I see. See, that's something Harry wouldn't be able to tell you. No, man. But you know, it brings along as well. Like we got, we did, we did mention this in the movie. God, that the cake that he brings along. In pretty decent condition, considering he, I would assume, sat on it and like brought it yeah, with he's a like, motorbike. Yeah, he's like, sorry, I sat on it. It's fine. Yeah. Spelt wrong, because clearly he lacks education. Yeah. Um, no fault of his own, obviously. But happy birthday, Harry. Yeah. He's, it's the thought that counts. Then Dudley, that little piggy, starts chowing down into it. Like, and, like a trough. And Hagrid gives him a little, little wee tail. Yeah. And it's implied, I think, later on in the... Isn't it at the very end of the movie when he just goes, Oh, hey, you better be having fun with that Dursley family, otherwise I might give him a set of ears to go with the tail. And I was just thinking, I'm like, so does he still have the tail? I, would, I think in the book, it's a, there's a throwaway line where they have to go to surgery to get it removed. <laughs> they have to get it surgically removed. Oh my God. Well, thanks, Hagrid. You've, you've, 
You've cost this family millions. And it's not America. Oh, that's... Yeah, so you've cost this family tens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, got, just got a pair <laughs> a of scissors. snip. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but next comes a scene that I want to talk about and you want to talk about, I think. Yes. Diagonally. Now... Diagonally. A, diagonally. So diagonally has a lot of things in here that make you go, huh? <laughs> and I think the first one is when they walk into the bank and there are... Now, to put this not politely, because I don't know why I'd be polite to J.K. Rowling, they are horrendously Jewish-coded goblins. Mm. They always have been... It's a criticism that's been levied against her regularly since the first book came out. Bankers with hooked noses and you know large ears... Grubby little hands. Grubby little hands. Very traditionally, like, the awful depiction of Jewish people throughout history. Mm. And J.K. Rowling's like, let's make them the bankers. Yeah. They'll be goblins. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, uh, are they? J.K.? Are you sure? Yeah. Um, she said she said J.K., but I think she was being serious. I think serious. she was being serious. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. So, you walk in and you see all these guys and Hagrid's like, clever as they come, goblins, but not the most friendly of creatures. And you're like, Huh? <laughs> So he gets the money because apparently Harry is rich as all hell. Yeah, like he's he's made bank. That's a, there was a lot of gold, a lot the of galleons. Of his parents. Yeah, um, we never find out what his parents ever did, but they got money. That's a good point, actually. Do you find out what they? No. Not uh, definitely not in the movie. I don't. I can't remember them from the books either. Maybe they just earned bank. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe James Potter was like a notorious wizard bank robber. Yeah, and instead God, of amazing. yeah, and instead of someone else picking up the philosopher's stone from the vault, you know, using any sort of you know teleportation, mm. flu powder, anything like that, they get Hagrid to uh, do it with the eleven-year-old child, <laughs> and he's like, "Don't talk to anyone about this." And it's like he's an eleven-year-old kid. Of course, he's going to talk to people about it. What's wrong with you, Hagrid? Why are you showing this? Yeah, I mean, and again, that just comes back to Hag- Hagrid being a plot device. Yeah, like I mean, it was just a pure coincidence, quote unquote. That he was, uh, he was also there looking for the philosopher's stone or getting the philosopher's stone at the same time. Yeah, because it's the it's it's a line that's really funny in the film where he says, "This is in vault, you know what? In vault, you know which. No, this is for item, you know what? In vault, you know which." And the goblin, which has been speaking in a slightly raspy voice, um, sneaky voice, suddenly looks down and goes, "Very well." <laughs> and it's completely, the voice, completely normal. different voice to what he's been saying. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah, and it gets it gets like slightly deeper as well, which is also really really disconcerting because he looks down at Harry as well, and he goes, "Very well, very well." And you're like, "Oh my god, jeez, <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, is that you? <laughs> what, the, what the hell? What, where did you come from?" So they leave the bank, you know, dosh in hand. Yeah, and massive cash. They go to Ollivander's. Yep, to get a wand. Mm. Now, I like the set design of Ollivander's. It's, it's, it looks like a shoe shop, mm. which is... That, that goes on forever as yeah. well. Like I there guess, are stacks upon stacks. I guess it is an equivalent. A good set of shoes is like a good set of wands. That's mm. what you I've always ju- said. A set of wands? You can dual wield wands? I mean, I imagine you could. Wands Akimbo. That's yeah. the sequel to Daniel Radcliffe's other movie, Ooh. Guns Akimbo. God, Daniel, give us a call for wands Akimbo. We have an idea. Not that you know how to use them, judging <laughs> by this film. <laughs> um, um, but... So he goes in there and, you know, Ollivander tries him, you know, gives him... So he goes in there and Ollivander gives him a spiel about wands and it seems like it was only yesterday your parents were in here. 
and mm. just hands him a series of wands, which, you know, sends the boxes flying off the shelves and shatters the glass vase. And, you know, you got to wonder if that happens with every kid that walks in and how many glass vases he has. Um, Poor guy. But... I really hope that he doesn't know, like, the... Is it Reparo? Like, the, 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 the like, repairing spell? Yeah. I really hope that he's never learnt that. And so he's just he just has to keep going out and it's just buying still, more stuff. It's still frustrating that, <laughs> that... Like, I assume you have to have the parts all together. So he has to brush up all the glass and then go, Vaz Reparo. Please. <laughs> and, yeah, but over time he misses chips, so it slowly starts to get smaller and smaller. Oh, no. Um, that vase was originally, like, a massive aquarium tank. <laughs> all his fish are dead. But, so, then he gets... His wand. The wand with the phoenix feather in it. Mm. And I just have to say, I, I assume it's different in like the actual, like the way it's described in the books. I cannot recall. It's been so long since I've read them. Mm. But the way it's depicted in the movie, as soon as Harry touches the right wand, there's mist and magic. And everyone immediately knows. So why did he need to give the other ones a wave to try them out? It's just to prove the fact that the one was built different, you know? Yeah. He just he picked it up and then the one's just like, Man, I'm built different. Yeah, he picks it up and then he's like and then Ollivander's like, Well, give it a wave, like that's what he has to do. But then when he grabs his right one, it's just like <laughs> Does he wave it? No. No, he doesn't. And Ollivander's like, Yeesh Like, why didn't you go for that one immediately, Ollivander? Curious. Yeah, what a guy. Man, Ollivander, interesting guy. He comes back, doesn't he? In the later movies? In very last few movies, yeah. yeah. To talk about the Elder Wand. Ah, yeah, that's true. But also, I guess I guess it's also because of the fact that Harry is such like a physically unimposing and just small character in the first movie. But the wand that he picks up looks like it's... Huge. Like, gargantuan. It's, it is gargantuan. It's bigger than his head. Yeah, Way yeah, Way bigger sure. than his head. And I don't think that's the case in the later movies. Surely they replace... Ones usually look to be a lot smaller in the later movies. Yeah. They, they, they look like they're supposed to be a lot more, like, nimble, I guess. Yeah, I guess they just hadn't figured out a proper design for them yet. Because mm. it definitely know. doesn't look like his wand in the later movies as well, really. It's very chunky. But so... And the other thing that's happening while Harry's in at Ollivander's is Hagrid's gone off and bought Harry an owl. I assume from his own money, despite the fact that Harry is rolling in dosh. Yeah. But so the weird thing as well was we we looked up afterwards or we looked up I think during the movie we're thinking you know what are the life expectancies of half of the animals because there were three animals I think that Hogwarts granted as pets for first years at least yeah. I, and I would assume yeah you know, as they a went cat, on an owl and a toad yeah now I've got something to say about the owls yeah you get a series of students coming from across England and Scotland and Ireland bringing in owls which are definitely not endemic to the region they're coming from <laughs> so if there's any sort of like reason hogwarts would be discovered it's because you know bird watchers would be like what the fuck is a snowy owl doing here in northern scotland and like, I, I think honestly as well like there's just yeah every single type of owl that exists probably lives at hogwarts yeah can you just imagine they're like oh, okay you know maybe let's let's assume I, I don't know if this is true like owls have to you know fly fly south of the winter right I don't think that's I don't true. Think Maybe that's it's true. It might just be just ducks, but humor me for a second. Okay, I'll humor you. So, let's say all of the owls, you know, immediately they're like, "Man, it hits winter, they immediately fly south." Then there's some poor bastard, you know, in Glasgow, just kind of sitting there, you know, sitting back in his deck chair, looking up and just sees like 
an armada of owls, of owls. Just, yeah. of different owls as well, just flying south to, to get it on. And he would, he, he'd, surely you'd call someone. You'd be like, hang on, what, what the hell's going on up there? The apocalypse is here. Yeah. I can't bloody believe it. Ah, hey. He dies immediately because uh, all the owl shit comes down and meets him. Um, but the other thing as well was we looked up... Um, we looked up toads as well, life expectancy. I thought toads had a really short life expectancy. Apparently, it's 15 years. Apparently, in captivity, they can live for a very long time. Yeah. The oldest toad, it said from a quick Google, lived to 35 and then only died from an accidental death. <laughs> so, probably could have lived longer. Oh, my God. Um, but also, the fact that they say toad, cat, or owl... Is ignored by Ron, who brings a rat. Yeah. So, well, to- uh, was it toad, toad, owl, or was it cat? Cat. Oh, okay. Oh. Hermione gets a cat yep. in the third film. Yeah. It's yeah. Cats, cats are also available. Now, look, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. If uh they show a bat mm. in one of the scenes going down Diagon Alley, I would absolutely pick a bat as my familiar. That'd be awesome. I would love a bat. Like you know, everyone's getting their out uh, their mail during the day. I get my mail at night from my bat boy. <laughs> From my bat messenger. Yeah. He shows up and says, Message for you, sir. <laughs> and then he just goes and bites some kid and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. Vampire bats st- only. <laughs> he has to stock up on blood before he leaves. Yeah. Um, but the the other thing that I wanted to mention is, obviously, Neville gets a toad, right? Yeah. Neville goes for the toad. Trevor, consistently losing it, might I add, too. Now, I don't know how toads are really received in the rest of the world. Nine times out of ten, they're received as pests, I, I would assume. In Northern Australia... Right, toads are literally run over for sport because like, they are awful. They, for the record, if anyone's listening outside of Australia, cane toads are yes. what they're called, and they were introduced as a species to get rid of locusts, cane like uh, like these things that ate cane crops. Yeah, and they are highly poisonous and kill native wildlife. They are awful, horrible creatures. Mm. So people, as Alex said, will run them over for sport. Yeah, because they are horrendous. I can still very clearly, vividly see just a video of uh, someone in a combi. Like, you you see just someone in a combi, a VW combi, driving down a road and actively swerving to hit all these toads. I don't think you see the toads themselves, but, like, you can definitely tell what's going on. I think on. it's a lot more under control these days yeah. than it used to be. But, you know, they are they do kill native wildlife because their skin is poisonous. Yeah. And native wildlife yeah. will eat it. Um, but poison sacks on their back. Just as a, yeah, as a little side note, at, wildlife has evolved to eat them. Because there's stories of the wildlife just picking out the, the like, flaying them to eat them <laughs> so they don't get the poison sacks. Oh, boy. Well, cane toads, you got to watch out. So, yeah, I hope Trevor's not a cane toad. I don't think he is. And I'd, it would be amazing if he was, because that means Scotland would be covered in cane toads within the week. <laughs> no crops for the week. <laughs> After yeah. Diagonally. Yep, yeah. We... Diagonally Alley. Yeah, Diagonally Alley. Alley. Yep, we got we, that. We move to platform nine and three quarters. Mm. Hagrid leaves him with a nine and three quarters ticket, like a dick. Yeah. Harry has to ask Ron's family to get through. We well, has to. He has to ask a station master first. And yeah. He's just like, oh, nine yeah, three quarters. You think you you think you're being funny? Yeah. And then he buggers off. Yeah, buggers off. Has to ask Ron's family. Gets through. Um, all I've got to say is I don't know what's on the other side of that wall, but if he kept going or stopped, that's going to cause a traffic jam. Yeah. Or seriously hurt himself. And he does stop. He stops for a solid like ten seconds. It's very convenient that Ron didn't come right through. Yeah, that would have that would have that would have sucked. That would have probably not let them become friends. Yeah, but um, they do on the train. They sit in a carriage. They do. And Ron 
uh, says, mind if I sit here, everywhere else is full. And uh, he goes in, they chat for a little bit. After Harry reveals his Harry Potter, he's like, do you have dust? No. Dusk. And he lifts up his, and he's got the big lightning bolt. Yeah. Um, Harry has a scar, by the way. I actually don't think I don't think we mentioned that at Harry's all. a scar that apparently everyone can see through his hair. Yeah, that, that's really weird. Everyone knows that he's Harry Potter before he shows people the scar. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm Harry. What's up?" And then everyone's, like, everyone's like, "Holy cricket! Harry, it's Harry Potter!" Like apparently, Harry's only called like one person in the entirety of England is called Harry. Mm. Everyone knows who he is, but look, that that's that's besides the point. I reckon, I reckon as well. As soon as Ron sits down, I think like. Maybe a minute in, anything from the trolley, dear. You know, old lady comes through, big old trolley of sweets, says anything from the trolley. Ron says, no thanks, I'm good. And pulls out a ball mush. of dough. Yeah. Like, I think it's corned beef. Yeah. But it, it is definitely not, it's not a prop that looks like a corned beef sandwich. It looks like a ball of mush. Yeah. It looks foul, but then Harry decides to flex. To, yeah. He just, he pulls out, he pulls out the gold coins, buys everything. He's going to take the lot. Yeah. Just Which, depriving other children on the train of candy. Especially if, as we posited, this was the first carriage on the train. <laughs> well, because he said every other every other carriage was taken. Yeah. So I would assume Ron had maybe started from one end, made his way all the way to the new, end where yeah, Harry new was. New headcanon, Harry is in the first carriage yep. that, that she meets. So he's deprived all the other children of candy. Yeah, they're all going to be they're all going to be furious at him. Yeah. I reckon they'll all get sorted into Slytherin just to spite just Harry. Just to spite him. God, that would that that honestly, that sucked. That I, I would hate that if if the trolley lady came past and I'm like, oh Mrs. Mrs. T, you know Mrs. Trolley lady, yeah. Mrs. T, where where's the where's the chocolate? Where the goods at? <laughs> where's the chocolate frogs? And she's like, ah, the Harry Potter bought them. And he's and then he's like, right, old boys, let's get to work. And then they and all then, kick him to death on the train. <laughs> yeah, they they beat him senseless before uh before they even arrive anywhere near. The boats. That's actually... That's also a good point, though, is uh, every other year they get carriages in, but then the first years get boats. Yeah, because it's more magical. Yeah, that's... that's a th- And it's that's, slower. That's a thing that they write? I feel like they mention that at they one point, that. don't they? They definitely yeah. mention The first years take the boats because it takes longer and it's more magical. They can be like, whoa, that's the fucking castle. Whereas, Look at it. <laughs> whereas everyone else coming is like, whoa, that's the fucking castle. I was here last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair enough. So I, they, I I just had to double check. They go on the boats. Yeah. And they have a little little chat where he meets Draco mm-hmm. before he goes in. Draco slick back hair, see little man, and then it's the sorting ceremony mm. where they get sorted. Susan uh, Bones shows Susan up. Bones, Susan Bones, the coveted Susan Bones cameo. <laughs> Keep an eye out for all Susan Bones cameos in future films. Yeah. Anyone anyone hankering for some Susan Bones lore, um, you won't get it <laughs> because. I don't think she shows up. We, we, we posited it might have been in the Order of the Phoenix when she shows up, potentially, in Dumbledore's army. But who knows? Who, yeah. And honestly, who really cares? But uh, it starts with Hermione Granger because I guess we're not doing alphabetical or anything. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no order to it. Um, but I like this scene a lot. I like the way that the Sorting Hat doesn't even have to touch Draco's head to say mm. Slytherin. Yeah. I think that's a really good touch. It's a speed run. Do you reckon that was the fastest sorting ever? Probably. I think he could take that. I reckon he would absolutely would, take uh, that. Yeah, he could claim that. And also, I think that the funniest is the fact that you're in the position of Harry in the audience, and you can see the hat, yep. and you can hear the hat talking very clearly. Mm-hmm. But then when it goes on Harry's head, he's talking about, you know, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Mm. 
and the hat says, "Not Slytherin, eh?" Like everyone could hear that. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind of it was kind of rude, honestly. The fact that Harry is just so desperate to not get sorted into Slytherin, as he had just been told that there, there's, there's not a not a wizard nor witch that didn't turn out bad. What come from Slytherin? I'm pretty. I don't know if that's the exact quote. It really that sounds it's, like it's, it's something it's straight close. out of Edgar Allan Poe or like Charles Dickens. Very close. But there ain't a wizard alive. What not come out of uh, S- Slytherin? <laughs> and you're like, thanks, Ron. You, you're right there, buddy. Like you got a fever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he finally gets sorted into Gryffindor at the. Honestly, like he probably managed. Do you reckon he managed to sway the Sorting Hat? I I think it's explicitly stated that the Sorting Hat. Was going to put him in Slytherin, but he yeah. asked not to. So he's like, okay. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, he talks to the, the Sorting Hat later in the movies. Yeah. The, so, like, the second the, one? The thing is, the fact that the Sorting Hat was like, yeah, I respected your choice. You have the choice to. Hmm. I'm just like, no one else No one else asked. <laughs> Everyone else just kind of like, does, does it. Yeah. At the very, at very start, like, oh, uh, make me graduate. And he's like, you are working for the Ministry of Magic. Woo! You are the Minister of Magic. <laughs> oh my God. He's not back. <laughs> yeah, he turns into an old man just <laughs> denying Voldemort's existence. Oh, Jesus. God, we should... Yeah, you know what? Hey, next time we rock up to Hogwarts, maybe we should test that The theory. next time we rock up to Hogwarts? Yeah. Right. Why? Did I stutter? No, I'm just, just clarifying yep. for the audience that the Fair next enough. time... Fair enough. Just in case my microphone cut out, I want to make it abundantly yep. clear. We're going back to Hogwarts, baby. Woo! Uh, anywho. The feast happens. It does. The ghosts appear they without do. Peeves. Peeveless. Fuck! Miss Peeves. Miss that man. Want him so bad. <laughs> Feel like shit. Just want <laughs> Peeves back. Feel like pure shit. Oh, man. So, oh, where is he? Then what happens? They kind of just like. Then the classes. Yeah, they, they rock up to the. They rock up to the freaking dormitories and whatnot. They all, you know, settle down. They go to classes. Um. One thing as well, they you know they mentioned Quirrell being the defense against the dark arts teacher, with the sole exception of Professor McGonagall pulling Oliver Woods out. I think you said Oliver to Wood out Oliver of Wood, Quirrell's sorry, class. yeah, out of Quirrell's class where as Quirrell holds an iguana. Iguana, it's, it's amazing, it's an amazing scene where Quirrell's just holding a large iguana in class. Mm. But that's the only time we ever see him teach. Yes, it's the only time we see the defense against the dark arts teacher teach, which I think every single other movie that has a defense against the dark arts teacher. We There's see them specific teach. classes, yeah. Yeah, we we see like we like the each class is like its own scene. Like Definitely. there's what there's like Lockhart scene with the Pixies. There's what Lupin, Lupin scene, scene with, with the, the Bogart. Yeah, etc. etc. There's Moody scene. With the curses and what curses in order of the Phoenix. Who's Umbridge? Umbridge, yeah. definitely Umbridge. Yeah. I mean Umbridge. Umbridge like is basically one of the biggest characters in, in the movie because she becomes a headmaster at one point. She does. But. Yeah, so they definitely put a lot more focus in the later movies on Defense Against the Dark Arts, which would make sense considering the teachers cycle every year. Like, you'd, you'd think there'd be a bit more of a focus. Um, but he's definitely... Quirrell's definitely a background character, and that's why we said earlier that it becomes more of a twist that he's the bad guy because we don't really know enough about him to yeah. warrant him seeming remotely suspicious. Yeah. Other than having a stutter. And anyone with a stutter, oh God, you gotta, you gotta drill down on them. I'd like to say, as a side note, uh, we're not, you know, we're not ableist. Mm. Alex is joking. If you've got a stutter, that's perfectly fine. Well, you know, well, hey, if you've got a stutter, you're working with the Dark Lord. That's all I'll say. One in, for in one. The Harry, in, specify in the Harry Potter universe. In the Huku. In the Huku. Yeah. The Hupuku? Yeah, the, the Hupuku. Yep. The Hupuku. Yeah, yeah. 
if if you got to start on the Baku, then you're working with the Dark Lord. But outside, you're totally good. Yeah, you should be fine. You'll you'll be fine. Um, but no judgment. Maybe if you are working for the Dark Lord outside, that's of your the thing. That's yeah. your thing. That's your prerogative. You Look, do that. In, in in our capitalist society, got to make that money somehow. Exactly. Got to hustle. Yeah. You know what, Voldemort? I reckon he respects the hustle. <laughs> oh man. So we we see a couple of classes. We see potions with Snape. Awesome stuff. We, we see, see tra- transfiguration with McGonagall, and McGonagall. we see brooms. Oh yeah. Broom with broom. Mrs. Madam Hooch. Madam Hooch. Who doesn't turn up again ever? Ever. Very very bold eyes as well. Yeah, like a hawk. very very yellow eyes. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They fly around. It's 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 a scene. You all know the scene. Neville uh, flies off. Uh, is told, "Get down, Neville. Get down." When he's clearly screaming for help, <laughs> and she doesn't do anything. She doesn't even have a broom in her hand. No, she's. Do you reckon she can fly a broom? Probably not. No, she does. She does. You see her. She see her in Quidditch later on a broom. Oh, okay. Going like Gryffindor wins. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I remember that part. Yeah. So but- Neville breaks like breaks his wrist. She doesn't repair it, even though apparently repairing bones is a pretty common spell, mm. or is implied to be. Um, so he gets taken taken off to the the nurse's wing. Malfoy steals the remember all, which is useless. I gotta say one of the most useless pieces of equipment in the world. <laughs> it like yeah, you forgot it, but you forgot it. You can't remember it. Is there is there any thing that would make that useful? So it'd be like oh, so you've you've forgotten something, and you're like oh, actually I have forgotten something. Yeah, you gotta buy the that... you gotta buy the attachments. Oh okay, yeah. yeah you the more attachments the... you get, the more it will tell you what you've forgotten. The DLC. Yeah, the DLC, the Remember All DLC. Okay, yeah. yeah it's fair like enough. one of those ninety-nine piece Remember Alls you get from the magazine weekly. Oh no, the ones that yeah, every week the new pe- a yeah, new a new, part a comes new out. attachment for the Remember All comes out. Oh god, until you can at the very end of it, you can make a uh, basically like a Lego reenactment of a nineteen forties tank. That's what they always do with those those newspaper things. Yeah, that's that's what the Remember All is definitely going towards a nineteen forties tank. Yep. Anyway. Uh, so he gets chosen like Harry's really good and gets chosen to be part of the the Quidditch team yeah so that rapidly you know goes through uh, we, we keep going we go we go to the Wingardium Leviosa scene uh, where it's Leviosa not Leviosa mm. And Only time we see Harry use magic, I think, or speak, speak magic. Yeah, try to use magic. Uh, Hermione's really good at it. Ron gets really mad, gets really salty, is a dick, bullies Hermione. Mm. Hermione goes and cries in the bathroom. Uh, then the famous Halloween scene. Yeah. Halloween reference! <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so Quirrell, Quirrell runs in. Troll! In the dungeon! Thought you ought to know. And then everyone freaks out. And then Dumbledore hits the ground. And then they go fight a troll because they've got a death wish. Yeah. Good scene, honestly. Don't know what the plan was there. But, I mean, the troll immediately gets a one shoved up up its nose. Yeah, because somehow the troll, coming from the dungeon, has gone to the one woman's bathroom on the one specific floor that Hermione's in. Yeah. And everyone has apparently missed it. How how do you miss a troll? It's... They're pretty big. They're, They're very big. They're pretty damn big. So... They fight it. They win. Yeah. Because Ron finally uses Wingardium Leviosa like the true Chad at heart he is. Not Harry. Harry just jumps on his back. Yeah. God forbid Harry does anything this movie. And they get points. Mm. 
the point system actually is one thing we definitely have to talk we'll, about. We'll bring up the we'll bring up the point system. I think that's going to be that has to be the the capper for this one, the stopper, as it were. Yeah, the stopper and the cork that is the bottle. Because we need to put a stop to this horrible point system. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it later. later. Um, that's done. Yeah, they're, they're friends now. They are. The Quidditch game happens. Yeah. So he's so he's it's amazing. So he's on the Quidditch pitch. Quidditch pitch. Doing his thing. Doing his Wait, thing. Actually, no, he's not doing no, anything. No, he is doing his thing, and his thing is just sitting there, <laughs> watching it all happen, going, yeah, yeah. When his team scores a goal, not looking for the snitch at all. Yeah, and like slamming his fist against his broom when the Slytherin points come through. You know, yeah, the, he's like, the, the, he's just like, ah, come on, man. Ah. Quidditch, Quidditch is a game with no rules apparently in this movie. Anyone can take any sort of equipment. Anyone can do any sort of role, mm. and, and you can also just like kill your opponents. Yeah, still the favorite part of that entire sequence is the single line that the uh, that really really strange like wacky teeth Marcus looking Flint guy is the name of the Marcus guy. Flint. Marcus Flint. Take that side. Take that side. <laughs> it's it's. It's clearly it's so ADR, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like it's it's so out of place and it's so gruff. Take that side. Oh man, yeah. But, but and and then the the side is taken and then they get a point. So that's pretty points. good. Yeah, but Harry swallows the swallows the snitch mm. and wins the game after getting hexed or cursed or whatever bit. Yeah, for, by, by, by by Snape by Snape question mark? No, by Quirrell. It's a good <laughs> shot. It focuses, focuses it on Snape yeah. doing the counter curse. Um, but you can see Quirrell in the back corner also doing it. Yeah. But what I like about this performance by Rickman is when you're looking at him doing the counter curse, he's not just muttering it. He's like doing it desperately. Mm. Like trying, like if you rewatch it, it's, he's definitely trying to counter something rather than commit something. He looks desperate. Yeah. He'd be giving, quite good. he'd be giving Eminem a run for his money. I bet. Yeah. Like look at how many, how many words can you say? He's spitting fire, man. And so is Hermione when she spits fire with her wand onto his cloak and knocks Quirrell over. Flawless. Flawless. Seamless transition. Seamless transition. I'm the master of the Segway. Man. And unlike unlike Segways, everyone on the brooms, they all come down when... Well, that was a stretch. But they all come down when, when Harry... When the LSD wears off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're all just walking around a, a supply closet the whole time. Harry wins, right? And so does Gryffindor, uh, as announced by... Gryffindor wins! And they go talk to Hagrid. Yeah, that part. They go talk to Hagrid? They go talk to Hagrid afterwards about Snape bewitching them. Mm. Hagrid says no. Um, says something about Nicholas Flamel. As we've said, Hagrid always revealing the information. What an idiot. They go try and research because this is the 90s and Hogwarts doesn't have the internet. So they've got to use fucking books. Mm. Like morons. So they spend the next couple of months looking through it over Christmas. Harry gets a invisibility clock over Christmas. That's what all a, I have to say about that. What a gift. I know. Holy shit. Like... He, for, like this is it genuinely seems like these are the first gifts he's ever gotten in his life and that's heartwarming yeah but aside from that he just has them the Christmas happens they're looking for Flamel this entire 20 minute search of movie is almost pointless mm. apart like the as much as I love the mirror of Erised which is if you didn't know desire backwards I'm sure Dumbledore is real pleased with coming up with that one write that down write that down write that down um, but he gets the invisibility clock goes into the restricted section the book screams, which is a great scene. <laughs> and then Filch finds him. Uh, he runs away into the room with the mirror of Erised and keeps going there. Dumbledore finds him and is like, men have wasted away. 
in front of this mirror. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, okay, Dumbledore. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry's always been wondering every time he's come into the mirror I've ever said. Uh, Harry's always wondered every single time he's come to sit down uh, in front of the mirror of Erised why there's just so much dust around him. And it turns out it's just ashes of it's people ashes who've of wasted, wasted away. away. Uh, they, he also sees Snape and Quirrell fighting, mm. thinking Snape's the bad guy because Quirrell, uh, Quirrell's got the disability. Mm. Um, it seems like Snape's, Snape's bullying him when really Snape is doing the, doing the correct thing. Yeah, he's been like, hey, you better not be acting up in my school, so, Sonny Jim. Anyway, this whole 20-minute scene is pointless because then Hermione finds it yep. in a book. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, That's it's, true, actually. It's yeah. ultimately pointless. Nothing of consequence happens other than introducing you to the Mirror of Erised and the Invisibility Cloak. Yeah. Which could, and which could be done any other way. So they find out who Nicholas Flamel is. Mm. They find out about the Philosopher's Stone. They go once again to Hagrid for some reason at night this time. Because he they, spills all of the beans every single time yeah, they, they, they mention anything. The, they could just wait until day to go mm. to his place. But they go to his place. They say, we know about the Philosopher's Stone. And he goes, oh. And he's hatching a dragon. These, these things just happen, by the way. Like, There's no real introduction to a lot of it. They, they literally just will cut immediately. They're at Hagrid, Hagrid's cabin. He's got a dragon just chilling. Well, actually not chilling. It's kind of it's, it's kind of boiling. There. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, these, these, when we talk, when we say, when we just talked about that scene with the invisibility cloak and the mirror bearer said, that t- scene takes so long in the movie. Mm. And we just summed it up because it was so pointless. Because immediately afterwards, Hermione finds something that brings the plot forward. Yeah, they, were, they were probably thinking, man, how do we actually bring the plot forward? Because the book, I would assume, also says that Hermione finds it. So they're like... Oh, but we've already filmed all of it. Oh, damn. Yeah. It, anyway. They fit. They try and fit too much stuff into it, mm. ultimately. But, so then Malfoy sees them. Yep. Reports them. They lose 50 points each. That's pretty which steep. Which is brutal. Yeah. Especially considering steep. at the end of the year, um, the team with the highest points has 460. 470, four, I think. 462 or something. Which is, you know, that is... Like thirty three percent or something of their total. Yeah, they just bl- like obliterated Gryffindor's chances for the house cup. Yeah, they would they would be like Gryffindor as a house, like across what like probably a hundred students in Gryffindor. They would be ropeable. They'd be absolutely livid they at these guys. Absolutely furious. Oh my god, that would suck. So they go out to the dark forest for detention. Yeah. Now, can I just say, <laughs> entirely irresponsible. What that a horrible, that. horrible plan. Horrible, awful fucking plan. Who designs the detention to be a forest where werewolves exist and they can die and then send the students off with a dog rather than a teacher? <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure all of you have had this thought before watching it, but it's ridiculous. It's, it's, I can't believe that, like, I mean, yes, Hogwarts is the same school that puts the giant three-headed dog on a floor and says... Hey, just don't go there unless you want to die. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. But you shouldn't go there. You shouldn't go there. Wink, wink. Um, but they send the kids to the forest. God damn, is it dangerous? Because they send him with a dog. And he's like, fine, but I get fang, says Malfoy. And Hagrid says, well, sure. But just to warn you, he's a bloody coward. And then it cuts to fang. It's like, <laughs> How is that meant to defend the kids? And the answer is, it doesn't. Fang runs off. Yeah, and so does Malfoy. Yeah. Uh, the centaur freeze saves him. What a guy. Voldemort's like, Woo! and retreats. Flies away. Yeah. 
And then it's kind of like just a quick hop, skip, and a jump after that to the end of the movie. Yeah. We cut through the trials. Harry, Ron, and Hermione all just decide, well, hey, we know how to get past the three-headed dog. They go in. Someone's already gotten past the three-headed dog. <laughs> we got to go. They go through. Devil's snare. <gasps> Uh-oh. But, uh, no, it's okay. We got sunlight. Because, though- because Ron fucking just like decides not to relax. Yeah. Um, Which was weird. Can I also just say, we talked about this during the movie. All these trials are so weak. Yeah. They're weak. The Kids dog, can figure them out. Dog could be sent to sleep. Yeah. The devil's snare, if you just decide to give up or know anything about devil's snare, you've won. Yeah. The the keys, which is the next one after devil's snare. Probably the most difficult out of all of them, I would say. The only reason it was easy for them is because of the broken wing on the uh, on the, on the key but that had already the key, been grabbed. The giant key also is very different from all the other keys. That's true. That is also true. Yeah. So you just fly around and grab the key and put it in. Mm. The next one is a chess game, which is admittedly, I'd say, the hardest because you actually need to know how to play chess. But think about it. When they get in, there's three spots missing. What? Why? <laughs> they didn't know there were three people. Are they just? Does it just always have three spots missing? Did Quirrell have to play three spots, or are they just missing from the game? But like, how do they repair the pieces when each game goes through? Because Quirrell's clearly gone through. Yeah. Maybe he played two pieces down. Because, I mean, because you, you wouldn't be able to walk off your own spot. Otherwise, you'd, I'd assume, be like, You're right, at. you're right. Quirrell's a genius that deserves to win, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. Playing two pieces down? Quirrell, we love you, buddy. Quirrell, call us. Oh, my God. What a what a genius. What, what an absolute chad. Um, Ron fucking dies. <laughs> yeah. By getting, like... The, by the, his horse getting stabbed. The horse stabbed. gets stabbed, and then Ron's just like, Ugh! <laughs> he's, he's a classic video game death he's like uh, yeah. falls away and then dies and d- just dies um, and then Hermione's like I'm gonna take care of Ron you go Harry you're the greatest wizard of all time it's like fuck off you are fuck off you are you, you've done nothing Harry Hermione should go Hermione should be the hero of these stories people expect way too much and people I think put way too much faith in Harry like way too much faith just because like he's a is a household name, it does not mean that he's useful in the slightest. Because in this movie, he is not. <laughs> he is useless. But he he goes through. He sees the mirror of error said, and he's like, "Oh, it's back! It's back!" Well, we found where we found where they moved it. Yeah, and then he looks at Quirrell and says, "Did you know that's desire backwards?" Because <laughs> yeah. because he, he's a bit of a smart aleck, you know. He always yeah. has to he always has to prove that he's the smartest in the room. Yeah. He just he, he brings it up and he's like, "Look, I, I, just in case you didn't know, just in case you didn't know, it's desire spelled backwards." But you didn't hear it from me. So yeah, those trials, weak. Yeah. He murders Quirrell in cold blood. Yeah, Quirrell, weak. Quirrell, weak. As smart as he was, he was weak being touched by an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around, a teacher touching the 11-year-old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Harry shows no long-term effects of the murder, so I'm guessing he's a psychopath. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's completely fine. And then Voldemort ghost goes, woo, through his body. Yeah. That 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 kind of ends it, honestly. That kind of cuts over. it off. They've got the they've got the ceremony at the end. I mean, there's uh, not much to say about the ending, honestly. It, it it happens. Well, I mean, I think the only thing that I want to say about the ending was the arbitrary point system. Well, hold on, we gotta go, we gotta go through Dumbledore's little little spiel and then little stint. Yeah. So Quill dies. He does. I I really want to hammer this home. Harry has no remorse. He is a psychopath. He does. Yeah. Quill fucking dies. Quill gets in murdered in front of him. Yeah. He crumbles in pain. Yeah. He, no, he just crumbles. He's just not there. He turns to dust. Yeah. So then Dumbledore arrives at Harry's bed at exactly the right time. 
has a little chat with him about love and explains to the audience how Harry was able to beat him. Mm. Um, the power of love, Murph. <laughs> love, Murph. Um, then he goes outside, sees Ron and Hermione, and then they're at dinner. Yeah. The great feast. Yeah. And I'll old... let you take this away. <sighs> okay, so Gryffindor, right, starts off at this feast, like, dead last. Well and truly dead last. Harry, Ron, and Hermione have tanked 50 points apiece from them on top of, you know, a couple of a couple of issues. They got they got a couple of points from the trolls, admittedly. I think I think they got a few points for, for killing some troll. But then they drop like they drop a century and a half, right? 150 big ones. 150 smackers. Yeah. Which is literally the final nail in the coffin for Gryffindor. And they would all be absolutely livid. Uh, even Hufflepuff. How long do you think it's been since Hufflepuff? Beat Gryffindor. Fucking all the time. Hufflepuffs are full of chads. Fair enough. Fair Griffin- enough. Gryffindor find stuck up dickwads. Hufflepuffs are like the best chads in the school. I mean, lion on your crest. Badger on your crest. Humana, humana, humana. humana. Man. Also, Cedric Diggory. What a hunk. Pa- what a hunker, hunker man. Part of part of a freaking Hufflepuff man. Okay, that's that's a good point. You know what? I've been turned. Having said that though, yeah, Gryffindor dead last. Slytherin comes out. Obviously, Slytherin, they're all super happy. Like, not everyone is, like, a colossal douchebag like Malfoy. I would say, for the most part, like, their house, pretty happy to win. They're like, you know, hey, we, yeah. we did our homework. We, we, you know, went to bed on time. We got the points. They actually got the points. They yeah. won fair and square. They earned the points. But then Dumbledore's... Even, even despite... Oh, actually, no. No, sorry. Malfoy doesn't lose points. No, but he doesn't. He, he, people had gotten in trouble in Slytherin. So, I reckon that was a very tame year for Slytherin. So well done to them for keeping their cool. Yeah, and as Dumbledore says, well done, Slytherin, well done, Slytherin, but... And you're like, oh my god. Uh, what is he going to fucking drop on us this time? Then just drops 50 fucking points Yeah. on Harry, Ron, and Hermione. 60? 60, 60. 60 for Harry. Yeah. Well, um, Hermione for cool use of intellect. Like, sure. Okay, kiddo. <laughs> Man, imagine having a cool use of intellect at a at school. school. Cool, great. Yeah, just give 50 points for being, like, smart. Yeah, for having an IQ point. Yeah. Then Ron gets 50 points for playing the best game of Wizards chess Hogwarts has seen in many a year. Which I don't think... First off, I don't think anyone saw it other than Harry and Hermione. Well, apparently he's got eyes everywhere. Maybe he had CCTV footage set up. Yeah. Well, and no, he was, uh, he was, technology he was, doesn't work in Hogwarts. He was streaming live on twitch.tv oh, twitch. slash Dumbledore. Dumbledore. But, the, but the O's are zeros. <laughs> Dumbledore plays with a Z at the end. <laughs> XX Dumbledore plays. <laughs> He was streaming it in the Great Hall, like, during the banquet. What's up, guys? <laughs> Dumbledore here. <laughs> He's back at it again. Another live stream. This time, boy, oh boy, we got a good one for you today. It's Wizard's Chess with a twist. You die, oh. you die challenge. <laughs> you die, you die. Don't call Voldemort a 3am challenge. He actually answered. <laughs> Anyway, what a what a what a prick! So Dumbledore, yeah, decides to like you know dr- drop a bunch of gifted subs, right? Yeah. On on Gryffindor. Gryffindor. He's it's mad simping sending, for Gryffindor. Send, sending them all out, showing blatant favoritism. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the, bloody ridiculous. Slytherin looks so upset. Fair Rightfully enough. so. Yeah. And then he's like, Neville, this is the only one I think is fair. Neville, mm. ten points for standing up to your friends. You need the confidence boost. You're a Chad. Yeah. And I was like, Neville, you did it! Even though it was, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, realistically. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Harry and Neville got the same amount of points. Because all uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry did was make up for the points they lost earlier. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> that's a good point, actually. Yeah. So if anything, it, it literally was Harry and Neville. And honestly, I think that's how it always should be. Harry and Neville against the world. Yeah, against the world. So then it's like, I believe a change of scenery is in order. And then it changes to Gryffindor. And then everyone cheers. All the other houses cheer yeah. for Gryffindor winning over Slytherin. And it's like, that's bullshit. I would, I, if I was in Gryffindor, I would feel horrible for people in Slytherin. I'd be like, okay, sure, we won. I don't think we deserve that. I don't think we deserve that. Also, they apparently throughout the entire school year got, like, no one else got any points. Because as you said, like, 150 points was a third of the entire total. Yeah, maybe least... maybe they were winning beforehand. I don't know. Well, I, like I, the, the house cup is never brought up except for like occasionally. Yeah, that's weird. Look, it doesn't really make sense. It really doesn't make sense. That entire system is arbitrary, based on favoritism. It's bullshit. Yeah, borderline simping. Honestly, all that stuff. All God. those gifted subs. Yeah, all the gifted subs. So Jeez. that's Harry Potter, I guess. That is Harry Potter. What do you, what, what 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 do you think of the movie? Um, it's long. We it's, said it at the start. We'll say it at the end. It's long. It's a very, very long movie. It feels long too. There are parts yeah. which definitely drag, but it's well put together. It's good. It, it, it's very as long. a kid. It's definitely good for catching, uh, capturing some sense of childlike wonderment. Yeah. Music. John Williams' music. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Eleven out of ten. I would say. Eleven. It's out phenomenal. Of 10. The set design, fantastic. The acting, almost all round ten out of ten. Mm. Just a good movie that just I think. The actual like construction of it hinders its like full potential. Mm. I think there's there, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah, and, and this I is would, definitely it. Yeah, I would say that this one a little bloated, a little bit a unfortunately, little bit like the troll. Yeah, in or, the dungeon. Alternatively, much like Harry and Ron after they fucking pigged themselves out the entire cart. Shutter sock music.